paternal uh, a pre a pre preterm birth, 150 spontaneous abortions. So that's just on those bits, and there's loads more in the report you can read yourself. You can find this information online, ladies and gentlemen, you can do. Uh, the MHRA now has more than enough evidence on the yellow card system, and even though they say the yellow card system isn't being used anywhere near as much as it should be, um, it's got more than enough evidence uh, to declare the COVID-19 vaccines unsafe for use in humans, and yet we still will use them. You gentlemen, you three Sorry. guys have just summed up why this programme is here tonight. Mm. Because we couldn't be saying some of these things on the BBC. Mm. Oh, we couldn't so be. Someone's enjoying it. <laughs> we couldn't be. An alarm going off. <laughs> we, we just couldn't be saying these things because yeah. of uh, Ofcom, uh, whatever mm. reasons that you know yeah. we can come up with. And I'm so glad that you were able to speak, and I thank you all very mm. much for that. Um, to uh, the show, Sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Yeah, Mike. you go, Stuart. You go, Stuart. Right. So it's one thing I like about this as well. It's like. We're discussing this civilly. As yes. Well. This is a one, you know, discussion. We have opposing opinions. Yeah. We're not Absolutely. throwing firebombs, not using any kind of, you know, horrendous words or similar. We're not going out there on social media knocking people down, you know, amongst us saying, how dare they say this? This yeah. we are being grown mature adults discuss this with different opinions, yeah. which yeah. is great. This is something that I wish would happen more. Civilized, it is exactly yeah. civilized yeah. discussion. Although unfortunately, we can't be in the pub to discuss this with the <laughs> moment to make the restrictions. But essentially, <laughs> this is kind of like a nice discussion between us. How about we'll see you in the pub afterwards? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can I can I add something to that? Yeah, yeah quickly, uh, Ryan. Yeah. So um, one, I think one really important thing to outline here, um, you know, we talked about AstraZeneca and there, I think Stuart mentioned AstraZeneca, and obviously I think you hint towards the blood clots and so on, um, that have obviously been now advised for younger people not to take AstraZeneca to take yeah. the, let's, let's call it the gene therapy, um, you know, the mRNA vaccines. Um, I think it's really, really important just to acknowledge we are only talking about short-term side effects at the moment. Hmm. That's all we're talking about, all of us. Like, we we, because we, you know, until we are... So this is where I have an issue and, and a, con a real concern about the vaccine rollout is we are constantly barraged with safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. Um, clinical trials take years to conduct, and there's one very, very simple way to explain why time long-term adverse effects need time so unless the uh, the government or the cia or these pharmaceutical companies whilst developing these vaccines also develop the time machine there is no way that we can be assured that yeah. they are safe and effective long term because long-term studies we're in them it's that simple. And, and, and I don't want to scare anyone because I know cognitive dissonance can kick in people, especially if they've they've gone ahead and decided that's the best thing for, thing for them. I don't judge anyone who makes a decision about their own health. I think that's absolutely, you know, it's a yeah. human right. Absolutely. Okay. I support that. Thank I just feel that it's important to mention that um, we haven't even started to see anything about long term yet. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, just some thoughts before I give you some yellow card numbers. Uh, a, th a message in from Lisa McNally. Hi to all. My biggest concern is that the vaccines do not work. You can still catch it and pass it on. We've talked about that. So why would you have it in the first place? Passports, what's the point? You can catch it and pass it on. How many vaccines that have been developed in the last 20 years have failed like these have? 
Thanks for reading my thoughts. Mm. Thank you, Lisa, for taking part. Uh, the current numbers, uh, the last time I looked last week, uh, so it's not exactly up to date, on the yellow card, which is adverse effects from COVID-19 vaccinations in particular, uh, just under a million people have reported adverse effects uh, and 1,500 people have died. And now, that's reported? Now, and that's reported. Bearing in mind what Ryan was saying, the, the ONS themselves say that between 2.5 and 10% of people report because it's difficult to report. It's not easy to report because mm. you have to go to the doctor, you fill in the card together, and who's going to do that when their left arm is hurting? They all can't be bothered. Yeah. So, so or, or when they're clearing out their, you know, their grandmother's house because she's passed away. You yeah. know, there's so much more. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I understand that. Okay, so well, there we go. That's a, a shortish discussion on the types of, of vaccines. Uh, the statistics are there. The official numbers are, are there. Let's talk very briefly about the psychology, about the methods of persuasion that the government have used to take these vaccines. Persuasion? Um, yeah, con mm. Conviction? Mm. Um, it's, it's not quite uh, a mallet over the head, but uh, <laughs> many people have no, had that feeling. That's right. I mean, I, I went to a Dale Carnegie sales course many years ago, and uh, I discovered there are five elements of a sale. There's <laughs> attention, interest, conviction, desire, close. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it could be argued that with the psychological side, attention is be afraid. Mm -hmm. Interest is, well, actually, we've got an idea for you. Conviction is this works, this vaccine. Desire is you want it. Mm. Close mm. is easy because you desire it already. That's kind of mm. the psychology of the very simplistic psychology of a sale. And Ryan, you've been in marketing. You you know about this as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Stuart, you, you you chimed in there. You you go first, please, on on the the way the government have promoted, shall we say, this vaccine. I mean, it's. I'm trying to remember when this all started. Because uh, when I got jabbed, I was tier two, so I had mine very early on, uh, back in December. So I'm trying to remember what was around then. It was when it rolled out then for the general public. Uh, was it, I think a couple of months later, when because I'm trying to remember because before you had uh, stay at home, uh, protect the NHS, save lives. Then it went on to a more uh, lenient version. Then I think it was sometime in the summer. I'm trying to think of really just what has been the big, um, what the government's really put out, because it's not just the government that's really pushed this out. We've seen it as well from every source of media that you have, whether it's such as this thing here, whether it's um, any form of social media, your Reddit, your Twitter, you get your sponsored adverts saying um, on any of those sites, uh, any kind of social media platform saying, get the jab. Yeah. Uh, in, I've seen the US versions, which are a bit more about protecting yourself and protecting those you love. It's, it's certainly been very interesting. See what they're trying to display. But then also, I imagine with the governments, they're more, they want to make this look effective for them, not just for the sake of the jabs, but also they want to make sure that they're going to be safe in terms of any elections coming up as well. I mean, we don't want to err too much into politics, but that reality is always present in any decision a government makes. They always consider, how will this make us look? Thank you. Uh, Be Becky Reese chimes in. Persuasion, question mark. Blackmail, question mark. It's like it's your choice, but if you don't have it, we'll make life very hard for you. 
which is kind of the discrimination angle against people who are unvaccinated that's happening uh, if, in some people's eyes right now anyway. Uh, Ryan, you want to go? Yeah, well, exactly, Becky. It's the, um, we'll make you an offer you can't refuse. And, um, you know, going back... <laughs> It, you know, unfortunately, hopefully we all don't wake up with horse head, heads in our bed, but <laughs> it, that is exactly what we're seeing. We're, we're, it, I feel like sometimes we're living in a dual reality. It's like um, we're hearing the words, oh, it's our choice, freedom of choice, this kind of thing. And then it's OK, well, but if you don't, you know, your arm is being twisted up behind your back and slowly cracked um, further and further um, unless you make the decision that you're supposed to make. And. You know, you, you speak about psychology, coercion, weaponized morality. You know, we're, all of these things that we've spoken about so far, masks, they're, they're a, an icon. They're a, a, a thing that constantly keep people aware and, and scared. And they're dividing society. There's the uh, misdirection and the disorientation of the messaging from the government. You know, early on, don't do this. Oh, now we're doing this. The, there's the conflicting information constantly. There's, you know, the, the, they do one thing, but we, we do another. We, I don't know if everyone saw it, but if you haven't seen the pictures of the G7 summit where they all get together and then yeah. the mid-90-year-old queen no. of England is there, not, not socially distancing, um, it's, you look at it and you think, is, is this real? Mm. Is this actually happening right now that they're trying to make us scared and tell us what to do? And, and, and probably that's where I'll finish my point, the telling us what to do. Go get the jab. Um, yeah. get vaxxed, this, this direct messaging, this is sales and marketing 101. It's you tell people what to do. Um, and unfortunately, people more yes. often than not will. Hmm. Uh, you seem to imply, well, are you implying there's a grand plan here? Uh, I mean, no, no, I, look, I, I, I don't do grand if plans. I, if I get, put the devil's advocate horns on here. <laughs> yeah, good. Surely I like that. Uh, are all doctors in on it with Big Pharma in order to totally vaccinate? And if so, why? What, what's what's their doctors, angle? No. Not all doctors. Um, it's, just a, it's, a, so, it's a question I've been asked. So that's a, that's a great question. I think it's a brilliant question. Um, definitely all doctors aren't in on anything. Uh, mm. With regards to a grand plan, do I feel as though I'm watching pharmaceutical salespeople? I do, every day. <laughs> um, I, I've... I've worked in the industry of sales and marketing and understand the psychology of those people intimately. I know when I'm being sold to constantly. Um, as, opposed, plan, as, a, as opposed to being advised. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But when we talk about the doctors, you know, it's a really interesting point um, because, you know, I'm not sure if many people know of Gert van den Bosch, who's a vaccinologist who worked for Gavi, uh, Mike Yeadon, former uh, chief scientific officer at Pfizer, Charles yeah. Hoff, who's just come out in Canada. Um, Robert Malone, the guy who actually invented mRNA technology. If you've not heard of these names, there's one reason why, and it's probably the next topic, the media. Um, these people have all come out and said, we need to stop this rollout right now because the rate of the, the issues going on with the vaccine reactions and deaths and so on, it's alarming. We need to stop. But the thing is, that my point to you, KT, is that there are lots of doctors speaking out, but mm. you won't hear about them. So your point is that they, they don't get heard? Then the Ofcom has uh, covered that off. March yeah. 2020, they covered that off. And this is the emergency powers. The emergency powers come in. Ofcom, the government regulatory body, 
come in and basically close down anything that goes against. I, I've literally watched episodes of, or sit, morning um, episodes of this morning where certain um, guests or certain presenters say something and then stop halfway through because of right. say we're not allowed to say this. Okay. Ofcom have told us we're not allowed mm. to question the mm. official narrative. Thanks. So thanks, Ryan. Thanks. Mm. And Ma- Matthew, you're, you're with us still. Yes, I'm still here. Uh, yes, <laughs> Hiding in the background. Just, just woke you up. Um, no, really. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just enjoying this debate, gents. We are not governed online by Ofcom. That's, That's the correct, truth, yes. isn't it? That's correct, we are. And, so. uh, don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> if we weren't, would we be able to hold this show? No. Thank you very much. Uh, Frank. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's something I, I, I've been toying with recently and in t- uh, informing people. Um, I, I mean, the guys at the station here and, and some of the listeners may know that I'm a big advocate for awareness. It's my big thing is uh, being aware. And um, if you just take for a moment and think about two different sorts of people. Now, I'm not going to insult uh, Kim here at the moment, but uh, when you do a nice report on the news, you use a certain tone and keep it nice and gentle and low. And, okay, yep, yep. we are taught this way to actually present the news. Impartial, so, steady. Yes, absolutely. So you give this whole. Now, the only other people that use that sort of technique are hypnotists. Okay. And at the end of it, after you've done that nice long tone, I'm going already. Has, I'm yeah, going. Exactly. Just relax. Everything I'm going to tell you is absolutely true. Okay, that's the best way. And then, oh, and of course, then we're going to break you out of that whole thing with a nice story about a dolphin. It's very, very clever if you look at that way of doing things. That's marketing without you even realizing it. So, so this is the psychological. Um, you think about it now. You think about yes. that. You listen to next time you hear the news. Not maybe it's Kim or anybody else. It's the way you, you have to do it, and it's 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 a very good way of getting things across to people. Because not only is it done in such a way to make sure you listen in a certain way, it's also repeated. Hourly yes. throughout the day. Now we know in the radio world, if you want to sell a, uh, a record, I used to be in um, the music industry in that sense of promoting artists and things like that. When you promote an artist, yep. you go to the producers of shows to make sure that that song is played um, six or seven times a day throughout the week, mm. every day, to ensure that people get used to that song. It gets in their head, and off they go. They go yeah. and buy it. Exactly the same thing with the news is say it so many times a day, the same thing, and at the end of the day, everyone's going to be buying it. And yes, that's what we're doing. We're buying it, and it's like I think it was um, Goebbels that said, "If you te- if you tell a big lie and you keep on telling it, in well, the end, they will believe it." Yeah, and you start to believe yes. it yourself. And the bigger the lie, the more they'll believe it. Yeah, I got some lovely um, snake oil. If you want to buy some snake oil, cure everything. No problem at all. Call me later. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's going back to the Wild West. Okay, but, God, God. Yeah. So. There's a, there's a sort of such a serious side behind all this that we don't <laughs> want to even go into. I suppose in terms of the, da- the dark side, <laughs> in terms of whatever we think is yeah. going on at the highest level of world powers, but uh, that's another 10-hour show, I think. I think we might I have guess. to have that I guess well. it'll be a lot longer than 10 hours, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, you've been quiet for quite a long time. Have you forgotten what we're talking about? We're talk- <laughs> uh, no, no, it's just I was uh, letting uh, uh, Frank and Ryan have their points on this one, because, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, certainly the, the selling button and all the rest when it comes to how this is going to... I can see why the government would want to do this anyway, to push out the jab, say, get jab, get vax, because they feel it is the best thing for us. Because, again, that can sound wonderfully terrifying because like, this is they think it's the best thing for us. You know, it, already just the way it sounds is enough. It sounds 
not quite well very close to 1984 levels of just mm. this is what you want this is what you need <laughs> yes. you want to have this please listen to my voice this is what oh, you I want this. yes yeah it's a not quite chris tarrant on uh on thank tiswell <laughs> saying this is what they want but it's certainly <laughs> on that kind of level but showing your age <laughs> yeah, the 30 knowing Tizzles, yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been raised in the wrong decades, clearly. Or just raised with no, his, good taste. His dad told him about it. Okay. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so I've heard legends of the Phantom Flamflinger. But yep. uh, yeah, this uh, the whole thing with this, yeah, it's it's a reader because I'm trying to think of any other events in recent um in certainly in recent decades. Have we had any parallels to this? Whether it's uh, some have argued the war on terror, you know, because that's we're approaching twenty years now since uh, that yeah. horrific event. We've seen it possibly with other events. Well, there's all kinds of arguments. So people saying, yes, this is one thing. You know, no, it's the other. Brexit. Yes. That is the biggest elephant in the room yes. with this kind of uh, presentation that we've seen, whether it's whether you're a Remainer or a Lever. Yes. You, you have this on both sides, this very Division. similar kind of thing. And, and d- dividing people mm. absolutely down family lines, yes. work yes. workplace lines. And mm. if that's a strategy, my goodness, it's worked. Yeah. Doesn't, hasn't it? Don't, don't bring got, me on to vegetarianism. Is you vegetarian or not? I've you got get segregated on the menu nowadays. It's I, terrible. I've got friends who I respect equally with absolutely, t- totally polar, mm. different, opposite views, yeah. and will argue strongly and get very angry with the other people if they mm. were to, to get together. Uh, and and you almost see, feel you Beliefs. can't see some people because they, you can't discuss the point with them, which mm. is sad. Mm. It's it is sad because I think as well as it's people don't. Uh, we get to the point with many people where they don't want to hear different. They're so ingrained in this on either side of the camps, or even if you're in the middle, what you want to hear, what you know, you want to hear what you want to hear, because that is what you've been used to. And with echo chambers and feedback loops you have on um, the internet, especially, this becomes constant, as opposed to where you meet, uh, you know, mates in the pub even 20 years ago, back when messaging boards were still very much the big thing, or maybe the odd chat room on AOL. You didn't have it 24-7. There wasn't a constant discussion all the time, which you would have on any kind of platform. It would just be, you meet, see, you make to the pub, or you talk in work. It would be that time a second, you'd then go home. You'd hear different opinions, and you could discuss. Nowadays, it's very much, you stay in your lane, and you just get so used to where anything other is deemed heresy in many ways. It's just, <laughs> how dare you disagree with me? Clearly, this is the right option. I mean, this discussion right now is very much a refreshing breath of fresh air we can talk mm. about this without getting at each other's throats and declaring each other heretics yes i'm right and so therefore you can't be isn't yes. it yeah. yeah it isn't it interesting that we've kind of come full circle kim back you, you started the show with uh freedom of speech mentioned a, a, right? qu- and, a quote yeah yeah and where did that when did that end? Um, I don't know if it's these emergency powers that the government have or if it's the aggressive tactics of the marketing and sales and, and the, the media giants and the tech giants trying to, because they're clearly doing the same thing, stopping any information that might create vaccine hesitancy. Um, but, you know, you're hearing anyone who says anything against uh, what the, the official narrative is. You get anti-vaxxer conspiracy theories, yeah. refuse C- it, tin, tin foil hats, selfish, yeah. you know, all, all yeah. sorts of names. And mm. you think to yourself, this is this is all led by the government. So it's these people are supposed to bring us together. And which, which you know, comes to the point, doesn't it, that we were sort of hinting at between all of us in a way, are the governments being controlled? Yes. 
Is that mm. rhetorical? Is that, they are, you no, no I'm, I'm convinced. But you have to be. You have to be sort of looking at that. They've been controlled for years with money. Money. You even look at your ten pound note or twenty pound note in your pocket. It tells you it. Uh, it's a promise. It's not actually money. So what is money? Mm. It's been invented to keep us in, in in a place of work all the time to keep us in place. Yeah. Uh, if, if you get told in school you got to get good qualifications, get a good job, and you can get a mortgage and mm. be stuck on a mill for years. Yeah. You know, all these things are controlled, and it, it's it's. At the end of the day, if you have, if you lived on a small island with fifty people, and uh, and <laughs> if you had fifty two or fifty three people, then suddenly you'd have wouldn't have enough food. You have to tell everybody in that island, whoa, hang on a second, we cannot procreate. Sorry, I know it's natural, it's what we like doing, you know, eating and sleeping and everything else. Okay. You've got to stop that for a while because we've got too many people on the island, mm. and three more would mean that somebody is next week is going to starve. Mm. But unfortunately, a lot of people are not listening to that message. The NLP, as Donna said earlier on, um, that, that people are using are, um, are very good ways of controlling, and that has to be done uh, from the top down. And I'm not saying the top are the right people, they are just people who are taking a bit of a lead here. And there is a point of population growth and we've got a massive population growth of of humans you can go to um a, a, a website i can tell you now uh one second let me just get it on my phone is i can show you world population or something is it yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's population clock worldometers yeah. worldometers.info yeah. and it can tell you now the current world population okay and today is right at the moment seven billion eight hundred eighty thousand six hundred fifty one hundred no two hundred and two two hundred and four two two six it keeps going up okay it's considering that we only it was big news we breached the seven billion mark was and that was only seven years ago because uh with my degree I did uh, geography yeah so we looked at these these studies where you did see these logarithmic increases where i mean uh, there's one song i recall from the 50s of tom lehrer of we'll all go together when we go about yes. about nuclear detonation he says you know uh three million uh three billion uh well done stakes because there was only three billion on the planet at the time <laughs> right yeah so you, you do see these distinctive jumps. It's massive. It's massive. And if you, you can go on there, you can see that as, as, as totally independent yeah. information being sent there. There's also a population uh, projection as well to see how things are going. Yeah. And in the next 30 years, we've got some serious problems where we're going to have starvation on the planet. So yeah. you've got to control and There will be a big one now because uh, China has now getting rid of their one-child policy. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, Frank, out of interest, is that saying 7 billion right now? Yeah. Um, I shall just open it again. Because I know the world population roughly a few years ago was 7.8 billion. So is that... Well, I, I'll, I'll show on the camera there if I can. I don't know if I can, that, I can yeah. get it. Yeah, that's there the are. current one. 7.8. There, oh, 7. 8. there yeah. you go. Yeah, it is yeah. on Okay, 7. so today, so there. The, there's a birth I knew birth I remembered today. something. And it's going up by the second. And there's a population growth <laughs> yeah. today. We've got 189,000 uh, happy birthdays today. Yeah. 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 But a really important um, thing there as well is, um, I think it's a really tricky topic, isn't it? The population topic. Mm. And politicians very rarely go near it. I remember Boris Johnson actually went near it about... 10, 15 years ago, and um, there's a couple of clips of him and his dad talking about population, or dare I say the word depopulation. Mm. Um, population now, control, yeah. Mm. Yeah, if you think about it, the number one issue for anyone in power in the world is there are too many of us. Yes, and that's where the control comes from. And the hard thing to say, but yeah. reality is, unfortunately, the people who, who govern control at the top level um, that is the biggest problem on this planet. Hard brilliant, Ch chaps! Brilliant stuff. Let's take a break for music. A, a couple of uh, on that light note. A couple of yeah, <laughs> yeah really. On that, on that light note. Yeah. I think uh, I'll add a light note. It's time. I think one thing we need to start doing now that we had 
Mr. Was it Mr. Bezos going into the into the into space this evening, and we had uh, Mr. Musk doing some. It's time to colonize. It's time for us to look <laughs> further afield beyond planet well, Earth. That Ooh. is that is Mr. Musk's mission, isn't it? To colonize Mars. Yeah. Um, I think that that's going to be the big thing now. Is we until we are able to get off this planet. We do, yeah. We are in serious trouble. The film the called Elites Only Mars. The, the film called Elysium summed it up. If oh, yes. anyone's seen that, very clever. Bit of music, chaps, and uh, you at home. Thank you for joining us here on Pure West Radio. A couple of balanced songs while we take a break. Ah. Oh. Destruction, a very balanced song, uh, balancing out that one from Johnny Nash. Mr. Positive, there are more. Sorry, not there are more questions. That's going to get in uh, later on. But uh, I can see clearly now, of course, one of his big hits. Can you see clearly in the future? I don't know. The future is being determined by powers greater than us. I will bring the guys in again. Are you? You're all there? Yeah, they are. Okay. I was. I was sent 
uh, this by someone who, uh, well, I won't say what the reaction is because I want you to listen to it. This is uh, a Facebook post by the Royal Papworth Hospital, a heart and lung hospital in Cambridge, an eminent place. And this is a general post, not addressed to any one person. I'll just read it to you, uh, word for word. Hello, full stop. We have a very important message for you, Mm -hmm. full stop. Without going to too much detail, comma, what we are seeing in our hospital concerns us, full stop. Hmm. Get your COVID-19 vaccine, both doses. Please look after yourself and each other, full stop. Frank, what does that say to you? Um... Uh, I, I'd, I'd be too cynical in that. In that just got to be honest. Just got to be honest. Uh, my honest on that is that I've seen mismanagement of hospitals from where I've been t- outside them and uh, dealing with the staff there who have been very upset. So I wouldn't trust anything coming out of a hospital in that sense unless I was actually there. But the style of it, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it doesn't even sound somebody who's got compassion. No. It's, mm. it's like, almost like, you know, yeah. it's sort of messages coming through and stop, mm. you know, full stops and things like that. It just... It, it, Stuart, I saw mm. you earlier on. You had time to read this. What's your thoughts now? Um, it's a strange one. It really is, because you're so used to getting, especially from any institution, a much more, not so much elocutive, but certainly a much more neutral tone, yeah. as opposed to the more, you know, this kind of more informal, hello, um, you know, and, and all the other bits. So it'd usually be, we strongly advise you to yes. get uh, yeah. a COVID vaccine, not go get your COVID vaccine. This is a very big, I've, I've not seen something like this, um, you know, no, to kind of think of anything that Willie Bush has shared or Blank Willie or uh, Bronx Lice up in Aberystwyth, I can kind of think of anything that I've seen in certainly my social media circles of this kind of style. It's very strange indeed. I'd be curious to see who mm. posted this. Was this an intern maybe or someone who's, <laughs> coming up because they they said who who can who can learn how to use social media get the get get the, get this young person in please do this for us and they just typed this up without it being proofread because I don't think this was proofread too well I think it just <laughs> typed in the heat of the moment and put out there it certainly wouldn't take long still out there it certainly wouldn't take long to proofread it by the way after much toing or froing of the comments following it which I won't go into because there's too many of them they withdrew this part of the uh, posting they withdrew these words without going into too much detail. Really? Ryan. (laughs) I made a few notes just as you were reading it out. Um, I'll read them to you. Uh, Tone deaf, insensitive, authoritative, (laughs) um, and... You liked it then. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 this is my review of it. It's, it's, it's as I convinced you to get the vaccine. <laughs> oh, Go get it. Go get apart it. from the gun being held to my head just beside <laughs> me. Um, no, no, but it, it, it's a couple of steps away from that, actually. Mm. You know, we're, we're, we're moving into, into a time where this authoritative language, this um, telling people what to do is becoming very, very common. And the government are pushing this. They're, they're the ones who are actually, you, you know, I, I find it interesting that, People who lead um, are the people who should have the most responsibility with the way that they act and and the the way they conduct themselves and communicate. Communication is key. Mm. And the communications here, um, it's just so far off. So um, anybody at the Papworth Hospital, if if you're looking for a communications manager, (laughs) call. um, I'll be able to find you someone good. Okay. Thank you, uh, Frank. Yeah. um, I'm going to come back to that whole sort of way it it was said. 
I, I say to a few friends of mine um, hey, Frank. that talk. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, my, bing. It's like, it's in. Um, Just like magic. Yeah, look at that. Oh, Fantastic technology. Look, it's paper. Yeah. No, um, from, from one screen to another. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. it's like a fax coming through. Um, it's just okay. Uh, I'm going to go on a slightly different lilt on it, guys. Um, could it be from somebody who's scared? Wow. Mm. I think that's in it, fear. That, that's probably a good. I think scared and possibly tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If, if they've had a very long shift, they post this up like at the one moment they've had a chance to just breathe mm. from a long shift. They yeah. just they, coffee they just to the in moment. the morning. Yeah. But they're being paid yeah. to do it, Frank. It's a job. Um, right? if, it, if it is, yeah. I mean, uh, in that sense, they, sh they should uh, look at um, getting a different job. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's, it's not really, as you say, it's not really... I, I wonder what the actual uptake on that was as far as... Uh, I mean, you got a lot of shares, you got a lot of comments on it. But, I mean, did a lot of people go out and get the vaccines straight away because of that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I just thought it was striking. <laughs> yeah, it's quite incredible. It's, it's, it's really. quite brutal in, in its tone. You know, get it. Go and do this. As I say to a lot of my friends, so I, was, I was saying, you're... They've come out with it. I mean, um, I've got a lot of people who've got a lot of information coming through, and they send out, "Oh, look, this, this report's been leaked. This has been leaked. That's been done." And I look at it, and, and halfway down, it's spelled incorrectly, the proper, improper grammar, there's, there's typos, there's this, and, and you're thinking, "This is not an official document." No, please yeah. do not devalue what you're trying to inform people with by giving them false information. Yeah. Okay. Really important. Th thank you for that, gentlemen. I just thought I'd sort of fire that one at you because it's just a, a, one example, a mm. tiny example of what, um, you know, mm. happens out there sometimes. And this is from the actual hospital. Um, in my... We're on to the media coverage now. It's a dandy, this one, isn't it? <laughs> this is going to um, be a very tasty oh, one. 25 to 9. Uh, can we go until 10 o'clock, please, producer? <laughs> um, my, in my research... I think the Rock Show might be uh, disagreeing with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, I must tell uh, the, the dear listener, um, tune in to Chris Bevan and the Rock Show yeah. uh, at nine o'clock because Absolutely. he's got some great facts coming up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in my research for this, uh, I've tried to absorb as much stuff as I could. Uh, I went to meetings. I went to a thing called Stand in the Park, yeah, which yeah. is a group that meets regularly all around the country to discuss how they feel about stuff. Uh, mostly people who are, are anti uh, the COVID and, and, mm. uh, and anti just government restrictions, etc. So I listened, I, I observed, and uh, to a certain extent took part in it. Uh, I looked at the government ONS figures. Uh, I joined Telegram, which is so different from Facebook. I can't believe mm. it. And some of the stuff on that is wild in the extreme. But it was important for me to get a grasp of what it felt like. I also went to a march in London. Excellent. Uh, because I wanted to see what, it's, what happens. Yeah. It was on the 26th of June. Uh, I'm not good at assessing numbers. We started at Hyde Park uh, two-thirds of the way, or a third of the way back through the march, and went, went through London, Regent Street, Oxford Street, 25 deep. I guess it was in the hundreds of thousands. Mm. Uh, some people are saying a million. I don't know. So mm. I can't say it was a million, OK? Yeah. I went to experience it. The BBC didn't report on it. Strange, that. We went to the gates of the BBC. They didn't report on it at all, apart from a few hundred protesters protesting Palestinian rights and Extinction Rebellion. Believe me, <laughs> uh, anyone who's listening, or the overwhelming feeling there was about freedom, uh, basic mm. human rights, yeah. and anti-COVID anti vaccine. 
uh, especially not for the children. Yeah. And that was overwhelming. It was, it was, it was spiritually, it was fun. It was like a sort of street party in, in, in a way. And we worked our way back to the back of the march, ended up in Parliament Square. And it, it, it was massive. I've never been on a march in my life. Did I enjoy thought, it? I, I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Did I enjoy it? Uh, I got a lot from it. Mm. Um, and I got uh, the feeling that people really need to share their feelings. Uh, now, why, and they were. Why do you think that the BBC didn't cover it? Because it's anti-government rhetoric. Hmm. That's uh, I, uh, sorry, I've given an opinion now. And, uh, yeah, I, but that, I, I, always, I asked I always you. Sorry, thought, I took it. Yeah, it. I always <laughs> was going to be impartial here, but I, I think that's why. I think. Yeah, that's, yeah. absolutely. Know, slap me down. Yes. <laughs> sorry, I caught him. I caught him, ladies and gentlemen. I did. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but it was interesting. Uh, in a way, how many people would it take to to them to, for them to report it? I'm not sure. This is why I wanted Tim Davy to come on and talk about this hmm. sort of thing. Um, can, I, can I raise a little yes, cross point? Yes, carry on. Carry on. Sorry, don't, we're guys. doing well, we're doing well. Carry okay, on. okay, I, be brief. Um, we're, we're, on, we're on media coverage here, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's, it's the way things are going to be laid out for you, a bit like I was saying about the newsreaders in, in that sort of way. Um, on, on the media coverage of it, they, they select what they, they cover. I remember uh, years ago freeing live music in Cardiff when I was promoting music in Cardiff and I got the local uh, press there to, to cover the event. It was all coming up, all coordinated, everything else. And on that night, uh, a fight kicked off in the other part of town and 20 people started beating each other up and they went and covered that instead. Right. And I was like, we, we, this is, this, but this is good. This is like people can come out and enjoy music for free and, and, and have but a good time. And things like that. sells, Frank. Absolutely, yeah. doesn't it? Bad doesn't news, it just? Bad news sells. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's... Yeah. But then again, isn't, isn't the bad news, the, the protesters against what you're trying to say as a government, actually, that's bad news. And um, what they tended to do, and I know people have gone to these marches. Uh, I haven't gone to one yet, but I will do. Um, but I know people have gone to these marches. They've enjoyed the day because the people there are all like-minded. Uh, there are several hundred thousand people there. Um, and they do conduct themselves very well um, and at certain points these are friends of mine who have seen this happen where there's been somebody in the middle of a, a group of people who aren't wearing any masks turns up a, a, a young man fairly fit young man yeah uh, with a mask on and starts to hurl abuse at the police that were there cynic alert um, cynic alert cynic alert right okay <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and and that happens and um, you see the, the actual what, what does happen beautifully there are the people who are actually there for the real reason go whoa whoa whoa, whoa. You, you aren't with us you're wearing a mask and you're having abuse you're hurling abuse at the police why are you doing this and um, it was done again later on in a different part of the park and it was filmed and that was the only bit that actually went on to any uh, part of the actual press so media coverage is selective don't believe everything you hear as uh, uh, I think it was Abraham Lincoln said don't read everything you can see on the internet these days yeah well, having said that, Jen, so we just had a comment coming through. I will, I will intervene on this because it, I'll, I'll, I'm going to put my two penny worth in and my point in the show. So we've had a rich, um, Richard John Leonard, who's very much got in touch with us, and he has actually shared a post link uh, from the London Process, which was streamed on the BBC. It's on there oh, from the 26th of June, and it says, Thousands marched to the capital in day of protest. So anti-lockdown and climate change demonstrations took place across Westminster, Lambeth and Suffolk alongside some smaller protests. Uh, it says that um, there were 12 arrests made um, um, on the Friday. Uh, confiscated items were linked to the protests. And there's also a picture of um, some anti-graffiti on an ambulance, uh, which is by Ho Park as well. And obviously there's pictures on there. Uh, obviously various different things happening. So mm. again, I think sometimes mainstream media can be used in lots of different mm. ways. 
and it's mm. interesting. This sort of story. Thank you for sending that in. But I was going to mm. say, someone who spent um, it's um, uh, someone who spent a lot of time in the early part of the pandemic, along with some of my wonderful colleagues here at POS Radio, mm. and we spent a lot of time looking through information. And one of the biggest things um, is a mantra of our station of ours to only report facts. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. We can only go by the information that we are given, and this is where the difficulty lies. And I think that you know, I take all the points on board for this, but I, be, I, I find it very, very difficult to have the information. For example, we always ask for statements. We always ask for the information, so we have to believe the information that's given in that statement. Yeah. So if we went on hearsay, if we went on lots of different things on there, then it'd be a very different world out there. Dangerous. And what we actually on, then it can be very dangerous. Sure. So I can understand the point of view, and sometimes things are mitigated and removed and, and um, I think in all responsible media you have to do this to make sure that there is sometimes the right information coming through and one of the things we've always prided ourselves on here is sifting through the information and only giving the facts not stating opinion which if you look at a lot of the way that the actual journalism is, is written on other networks there is a, a thing on there a quote from such and such the the the, the leader of the x y and z party the leader of right, the okay. abc right wing party or whatever it might be we're not interested in that what we're actually interested in is the actual hard fact how it's going to affect the people yes. and i think that if responsible journalism returns to this and make sure that the information was portrayed in the correct way and not stating opinion and pulling some experts out of a club that's been locked away in an institute somewhere for 65 years it's going to be a very different take on someone that's actually seeing it firsthand. Mm. So I think that if we can shift back the focus on that and how you portray the media coverage in the right way then I think that from there that everyone can be responsible in making sure that information comes across. Sure. And that's the same with reporting it. We've obviously reported the COVID cases daily since it's, since it's yeah. been on the the dashboard and every single day we get comments on there exactly the same some people it's from the same people other times you don't get any comments at all interesting but it just seems to be that there is a, a very different way and we all know that socials are used in different ways but from our point of view um it's just very much as long as you report in the right responsible way and there's no hearsay then I, I can't see any issue with sometimes the information yes okay some information is mitigated but I think that's going to be the same no matter across the board. So okay. that's where I'll leave it. I, I will take that to communication, Matthew, and I'll take that on board because when I came back from the march for the next two days, I searched the BBC News to find any news on this protest. Mm. Now, whether they added it later after I looked... Mm -hmm. Possibly. Uh, it's only oh, say, it, it, sorry, sorry, Ryan, just sorry for cut you off there. Yeah. It, it is only localised under London. It's not under national. Ah. Yes. So you would, only, yeah. you would only have to search for it in the locality area. So it's not in a national sense. Yes. So it's located if you just live in the London. So if you were searching London that's News, why I couldn't find that's it. why you couldn't find it. So it's the London Broadcasting Association. Oh, uh, good corporation. point. <laughs> and it wasn't yeah. one of the main headlines, one of the top 10 to 12 uh, stories on the, the or considered something that is newsworthy yeah. for or you know in the public interest so media um, and maybe that might be where you were going with that kim a little bit because actually funny enough in the last uh, 24 to 48 hours um there's been no coverage of the the demonstrations across france or greece mm. Mm. Uh, after yeah. the um the vaccine passport announcements from both governments in those countries they've been well, it looks to be millions of people on the streets of France. I think it's 360 towns and cities. There have been people marching. And Greece, uh, there were there were a huge amount of people in the, in the centre of Athens mm. uh, around the government buildings. And there's been zero 
um, coverage on that from what I've seen, unless maybe it only comes under the subtopics of uh, Europe yeah. or you know, buried within the site of it. But yeah. public interest... Mm. Yes, uh, that's why I couldn't find it. Obviously, I was looking at the, the BBC mm. National News, which I thought it still would be on. Anyway, mm. that's that's what I found, and that's what I did as part of my research. Um, Stuart, you haven't mm. talked about this at all. I don't think. Yeah, Welcome I mean, it's, back. It's it's a it, it really is such a very well. I'm trying to think, incendiary topic because we have seen this as you were just saying about the protest just then right i actually just as i was just looking on twitter now to find any evidence of it i have you know put in um france protests and the first of popular was six days ago they had these marches in paris and other places mm. and yeah if you hadn't mentioned that i wouldn't have seen that a yeah. lot of that um the only time i find out more about this mm. like this one in london i found it through reddit and also through um i remember mm. a couple of people typing out on twitter from people i know who live in london so it is certainly there is a major problem beyond this. I mean, usually I'd say I would I usually trust the BBC because it's government, you know, it is government funded, you know, terrible word, but it is one that's you know funded by us. So I've been brought up to very mistrust, but I do also take out the source and look out for ITV news and also from other aspects as well. But typically, I would trust a little bit more over uh, other media outlets. But it is a worry. It is very much a worry where. We have this. I'm not sure where this is uh, drawing back to what Ryan was discussing earlier on with the was it the official um, emergency powers act you were saying earlier on uh, when they put that in March 2020. Yes. Yeah. I don't know whether that has been an Ofcom control on that, where the Ofcom has come along and said, "Sorry, no, we can't show this at this moment in time because this could lead to other issues." Whether it's for those again, you know, uh, people either get more dangerous or for the protests, it, it's still for us because we don't see what they see in many ways. We don't know what is it they see, what risks are going on, they have to mitigate. So that, that's always an underlying uh, consideration. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. very diff it's very difficult. On that point, the, as long as the emergency powers are in place, that Ofcom directive to all broadcasters across TV, radio um, will remain. Now, and I've, I've just brought BBC News up for um, for interest as well, because I think one point that um, that I got from what Kim was saying there about the protests and so on, I think the news is supposed to be about public interest and what's in the public's interest to be made aware of. Now, if you scroll down the main page of BBC News right now, I think it's about the eighth story down. I'm counting quickly. We have a story about a man stuck in a traffic jam. This is the headline is man stuck in jam plays football on motorway. Um, so there's an image of a man on a three lane motorway, cars packed on the other side, and he's doing keep-ups with a football. R Ryan, is, are these the most popular or the major headlines? These are just the main headlines that come up as you come on to the... They're, they're basically the, the promoted headlines. So yeah. and, and all, yeah. all websites work in that way, same as Facebook. They, yeah, they, it's they, on the, the top stories, isn't it? Yeah, top content, they put it at the top to make sure, you know, clickbait kind of stuff. Well, um, I'm glad I know that. It's the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, pardon me, twelfth story down out of thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there is no mention of what's Marches. happening or happened recently in France or Greece. Mm. Um, uh, and so I, I just think is that international balance, news? Is that international news though, rather than this national is just news? the top? Literally, just if you open BBC News on mobile, that but, it's just all news. I'm saying though, I get what you're saying. Frank. Yeah. There is a section called international. 
Yeah. yeah well, well, and this is the thing. Um, <laughs> there, thing there are other. There, there, Jeff Bezos is to blast into space, so I'm pretty sure Jeff isn't from Pembrokeshire or the UK. <laughs> uh, if he is, maybe one of right. us might be related. We might need to give him a call. Uh, no, he's from Flangadog. I'd love to be related to Mr. Bezos and uh, ask him nicely for a nice, uh, you know, some pocket money for Christmas. I mean, for a lift. I think he's from Flangadog. There you go. Tell. Sorry. Okay. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Where were we? Frank, yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about the media coverage uh, as you see it? Well, I don't think I need to add more onto that, really, from what I said earlier on. But uh, I've stopped really... As uh, Stuart was saying, you, you brought up uh, as a youngster to, to, to look at the news, being telling you the truth about everything else. Um, uh, I remember when uh, that uh, amazing gentleman called uh, Trump uh, came to power in America, and I thought, great, uh, they're using somebody now that he can pass all the laws behind him while he's making his little gesture of being who he is to the public. Um, there. Yeah, exactly. It's all that diversion <laughs> tactic. And, and, but, what, but what the BBC did was they totally demolished my, my thought process of the BBC when um, they said and announced in a very sort of monotone voice that President Trump is uh, building a wall between America and, uh, yeah, and Mexico. And I was like, no, he's not. He might be finishing a wall. That wall has been started back in 1926. <laughs> so he's not building a wall. This is all the. And to me, you're disinformationing people on a, on a, a national or international platform in a very serious voice, and it's, it's ridiculous. And I thought, no, nah, you've lost my confidence. Thank you. Future of the, of the BBC, Frank. Diminishing by the moment. And a lot of people I'm hearing, and mm. uh, sorry, Matthew, but it is hearsay, uh, <laughs> not renewing their license fees. Yeah. Uh, As a protest. Yeah. Uh, okay. Censorship, gentlemen. Are I we can't being, say anything about it. Are we being. <laughs> you can't Cancel say anything about culture. it. Cancel culture. <laughs> the favourite buzzword boom, right boom. Now, <laughs> used by so many people. Are we, are we being censored in any way on socials, for example? Stuart, you're a big social man. Go for it. Yes. So. Um, That's enough. There's yes. actually a term I came up with this a while ago, which um, I must to some family members, which they took us the currency of outrage. Right now, yes. the currency of outrage is very strong and very easy to spend. Mm. And at this moment, because I've been through uh, multiple platforms, Tumblr, uh, for those of a certain uh, young age, will know full well how dangerous that site can be when one little bit of outrage goes, it just becomes, it's a boulder going down a hill. It just keeps wow. going and going and going. And it then just grows into a very a very nasty beast because uh, of a bit of a misinformation or a sudden bit of outrage, which even if the counter said, actually, no, this is not true. Here's the evidence. The original post, which says, oh, they've done this, that, and the other, just keeps on rolling. When it comes to censorship, this is also another aspect as well, because when someone does put something up quite dangerous, whether it's something racist or um, or generally in any way considered to be dangerous, I you know I'm all for removing that content and you know block a person if they do continue to do it. Because we saw this with the capital riots in um, in America in, back in January. I feel I a people butt, there I feel were, a butt coming. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the time, I knew people who were actually there. Uh, they mm. were lucky they got out in time because they actually, um, you know, they actually work at Congress. And it was a very scary time. But, but then we had it with Trump saying, yes, go out there. And then he got banned. <laughs> he got banned from, was it, from Twitter and Facebook because he encouraged this and there was a lot of this going on. They were claiming cancel culture going against it. But... With this side of it, is this was this one step too far? I don't think so in that particular context, but it's other contexts. We're starting to see it grow beyond 
more dangerous stuff, whether it's, you know, I said, uh, racist, anti-Semitic, any kind of stuff that would put others at harm. It's now growing from other stuff where if you say the wrong thing, if you uh, were to, you know, link something incorrectly or you mistype, now you do have the risk where it will just go immediately off. You can't delete what you Mm. post, especially in social medias. And it will just keep going and going and going. The concept of forgiveness now is very hard to earn back. In fact, if you even ask for forgiveness, you get punished for asking for forgiveness. Yes. This is a major, major problem, which affects so many people. And I'm thinking for those who are younger, the Zoomers who are Gen Z, I'm, how on earth they can live in this environment? I have no idea where it's become a constant where you just you have to double think any decision you make on yeah. social media if it's yeah. anything that's outside the usual norm Stuart, thank you very much uh, ryan running out of time couple of minutes yeah um one of the most alarming things to me with uh, obviously the topic today um and and this censorship topic and how it ties in is i i was invited to be a member of a facebook page uh, a few months back and it was um to do with people who had had vaccine side effects or had no, or had a family member who passed away within two, three, four days, and, and uh, the families had suspicions that it was to do with the vaccine. Um, there were twelve thousand, I think, yeah, twelve thousand members of this group, and I, I scrolled down reading through, and there were just people trying to understand or trying to figure out some kind of correlation or what's going on there was no conspiracy theory in there mm. there were there were there were people who'd lost family members you know mothers mm. fathers children seeking information to try to understand and make sense of their devastating loss um and then one day i went to open it uh, i had a notification that had sat there overnight and then i opened it and it said this this has been removed for disinformation um, and for me, science is about the discovery of, and constant striving to learn more. That's what science about science is about. Um, I know this is straying into science, but there's censoring information like that where something could be spotted to save lives is virgin on criminal, if you ask me. So, you know, this, this uh, censoring of information that may lead to vaccine hesitancy, disavowing or denying any link to anything and, and just, you know, throwing a blanket over anything is a real concern. And, and um, I feel like we're being funneled online into this kind of groupthink yeah. uh, kind, of, kind of tribe. And if you're not in that, you're not allowed online. It's, yeah. um, it's very tribal and it's concerning because freedom of speech is, you know, Thank you. We're born with that, right? Gentlemen, I'm sorry, I've got to close. Um, I want to thank everyone who's taken part. It's been refreshing, as Angela Lloyd has just commented. It's so refreshing to see freedom of speech hasn't been lost because of COVID. Thank you, guys. And thank you, Angela, for taking part. Thanks for everyone who's been listening. Frank, you've been a great guest. And Ryan and Stuart talking intelligently and rationally and sensibly to each other is refreshing in the extreme. Thank Thank you very much for all taking part. Uh, Matthew, you've been great on the techie and everything else, and your eyebrows up and down, disapproving. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kim. I'm going to play out with uh, a Johnny Nash song, uh, which is very appropriate, I think. Uh, you remember, remember, in the UK, we live in a democracy. Freedom of speech, and once we're adulthood, freedom of choice are rights that, we are, not, that are not given to us. We were all born with it, and hopefully we will die with it. It's been a pleasure to bring you this special show on Pure S Radio. Catch you next time. Good night.
choosing 